spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Seven Lamb Productions presents Tower Four, Season Three, Episode Three The Visitor. For the entire next week, I kept expecting Mike to call with something crazy to tell me, but that wasn't the case. Hey Amber, you there? I have a question for you. I was here, but currently I had soap in my eyes. I was taking a shower in the stall alcove behind the shed. Amber, where you at? I got most of the soap out of my hair and was able to open one eye. I reached out to the little wooden seat where the radio was placed. Go ahead, Mikey. What's your question? Well, I have a new question now. What are you doing? I'm... in the shower. I ran my fingers through thick strands to make sure all the soap was out. So you're naked right now? It's how I normally shower. How do you do it? You want the truth? Unlike Tom Cruise, I can handle it. I cut the water, although the bag was almost empty anyway. Honestly? Here, I shower in my boxers. <laughs> what? Why? Self-righteous moose. <laughs> oh, come on. Listen, I know you said this area of the forest is closed, but I figured with those campers and the music, I'm not too fond of standing out there naked. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in an area of the forest that isn't closed, and I'm still showering. <gasps> naked? must be more comfortable with your body then. I looked down, sucked in my stomach, and lifted one boob, taking a moment to remember my early 20s body, before letting it drop back down to its resting place. (laughs) Sure, as comfortable as can be. I guess I don't really mind if someone sees me. Although, I am holding out for a beefy lumberjack after a hard day's work. Lumberjack? What happened to pool boy? I don't discriminate. I finished drying off and got dressed. Some knee-length athletic shorts and a tee. Kind of felt lackluster, knowing no lumberjack would be enticed now. Although, I did always think I looked better with clothes on. Maybe one of these days I'll be more venturous and take it all off. Stop, Mike. I'm getting all flustered. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Hey, so what was the original question you had for me anyway? Oh, yeah, that's right. How do you feel about the name Olivia? The character in your story? Yeah. It's fine. Why? Now I'm wondering if it fits. I finished packing my bathroom bag and grabbed my towel. Normally, no one would ever catch me in shorts, but today felt like a stay inside and lounge about kind of day. The sky was gloomy, and it looked like it might rain. So tea, romance book, and blankets were definitely in store. And maybe I'd even start that 5,000-piece puzzle that I'd always meant to do. Although, maybe some time would also be devoted to chatting with Mike about his writing. At first, I thought I was annoying him with questions about his book, but now he was asking me. I liked that. Kind of like a joint project I wouldn't get any credit for. Why don't you think that name fits? Seems a little too... nice. Too flowery, I don't know. I was a little nervous at first, because I knew nothing about writing. And while I did read, none of the books that interested me would be considered classics. And most would probably be considered mom porn. You don't think it's mean enough? 
Olivia Newton-John, Olivia Wilde, Olivia Munn, Olivia Coleman, Olivia de Havilland. I just, I don't picture her being the person I'm describing. And you don't want to use her real name, right? No need to get sued. What about Gretchen? That sounds like a female villain. I don't need a villain, just a person that fits the bill of troubled, abusive alcoholic. And that's not a villain? Not in the traditional sense. Broken doesn't necessarily mean evil. A lot of people experience trauma and pass it down. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. But it seems like broken has the capability to lead to evil, right? Not many serial killers get brought up in a nice home with a loving family. True, but in this case, I don't want it to play that way. You don't still have feelings for this chick, do you? Hell no. Good. Since we were chatting, I wouldn't be able to read right now. So, I grabbed the 5,000-piece puzzle I left from last year, but never put together. I just want to make a realistic story about growth and moving on, not a Disney story with an evil witch. This thing would take forever. But all I had was time. I stared at the box a moment, looking at the colorful tropical beach with huts and docks and birds and sea life. A long time ago, I used this setting as my happy place, since I often needed an escape. I'd close my eyes and drift away. (laughs) Talk about growth. Well, I like the name Olivia because it's different. Different like it doesn't really fit her persona. Yeah. And the juxtaposition makes it so you're not sure who this person really is and what she's capable of. Uh, sure. Awesome. Thanks. So you're going to keep it? Yeah. I think I will. (laughs) Glad I could help. did help. At least, that's what he said. Another week passed, and all we did was talk. Right now, we were back on his book. Does Jason change for the better because of Olivia? And I just kept with the questions. He liked them because it made him see the story from a different perspective, while helping him tackle both realistic character arcs and continuity issues. Wait, does her daughter remember Jason at all? Like, when they were dating? So, I kept the questions going. I even dedicated a section of my notebook to nothing but his story. It was fun and something different. And as time went on, I found myself less enthused with taking notes of Mike himself, and more interested with just chatting with him, taking notes on his story, and working on my puzzle. No smoke. At least, that's what he says. Figured the storm would help. You were right. How's he doing now? Fine. But I should call him soon. It's after five. What's that mean? I always call him after working out. I don't know. It became a ritual. Wait. You working out? Oh, shut it. Since when? I have weights here. But when did you start to use them? Ha ha. I always did. Just not as much as this year. I decided this was the year I'd really stick with it. Why? (laughs) Why not? I'm stuck here. I really have no excuse. Uh Uh-huh. What? One second. I stopped by my small five-pound dumbbells in the corner of the room. 
okay, maybe I didn't work out every day, but Jean didn't need to know that, and neither did Mike. And maybe I wasn't making big strides on my body, but the puzzle was coming along nicely. The edge was completed and part of the sea turtle corner. Amber? Yeah, what? Sorry, Marie was hovering. I have a question for you. Okay, go. Do you like him? Who? Mikey? Yeah, Mikey. <sighs> what? I don't even know him. Exactly, you don't. But the way you talk, well... It's my job. This is what they want, isn't it? To an extent. So wait, is it you asking or them? No one. Never mind. Gene, seriously. No, just forget it. Forget I asked. Yeah, okay. That's easy to do. I shouldn't have brought it up. Gene, you want to save it for the queen? No, I told you. Forget it. <sighs> okay, well, you told me to check in today, so what's the word? You're not going to like this. <sighs> Hit me. I felt bad when Jean told me the news. All this time, things had been going smoothly, and yet now, they wanted to send him out again? Mikey, you there? I'm here. How's it going, Amber? Hey, so I am... Um, I just finished talking to Jean, and, well, that tent you saw at Site 5 might belong to a father and son. Oh? Why do you say that? Because a father and son have recently been classified as missing. Missing? They never made it back home. They were supposed to be back three days ago, but haven't shown. Family was worried and contacted the ranger station. But it's been weeks. I honestly couldn't tell what this was. Because I always had the impression that the isolation was a necessity. Tower 4 was a good spot because it was literally cut off. But to have Mike go looking for these missing people? Although... Jean said others would be looking too. So this did seem to be a serious issue and not some kind of weird experiment. Well, it didn't come this way. I told Gene that. He wants me to have you check Enos Lake. It used to be a popular fishing spot for hikers, before they closed that trail. It's pretty late. Not now. Tomorrow. <sighs> More hiking? I'm afraid so. Great. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mikey. Don't forget the bear spray. I broke out the cards the next day. I played solitaire on the floor, leaning against my bed while trying to keep my company. <laughs> but I swear, if he used Ambi one more time... Please stop doing that. <sighs> Sorry. I was giving the puzzle a break since the amount of blue was overwhelming. The sky, the ocean, nearly the same shade. It was more frustrating than relaxing. So I talked to Gene and he checked the weather. Should be nice. Until tonight when a storm is supposed to hit. Nothing big, though. That was true. Jean and I did talk for a long time last night. Apparently, this was a real scare. And they needed to find this father and son. Otherwise, Jean said they wouldn't send Mike out that way. Eno's path was old. Eno's path is a bit rugged. And since that section of the woods closed down, I can't imagine what the trail looks like now. Probably overgrown. Also, I should mention that Enos Lake is a bit out of reach for Tower 3. That's why I broke out the cards. Because soon, we wouldn't be able to converse. But, if you head north from Enos Lake, you can hit Overarch, which will give you signal if you want to contact Jean. You know, to say hi and demand banana chips. That sounds enticing. Just a suggestion. 
It was good information in case he did find the father and son. Overarch would be a faster way to report in. <sighs> Dang it. My stock. Ugh. I gave up on my current game and decided to get a little more acquainted with Mike. Although, I wasn't sure if that was because I knew we wouldn't be able to talk much soon, or if it was because of Jean's question. I wasn't normally a spiteful person, but the way Jean asked, and then totally dismissed my answer, annoyed me. Can I ask you a question, Mikey? I'll allow it. How old do you think I am? I know how old you are. You're 32. Oh, man. That's right. I said 32. How'd you know that? You told me. Oh, that's right. The introductions. While I always felt that lying was wrong, there was a weird fantasy element to this lifestyle that made teeny tiny fibs seem okay. Although, most would probably still consider that a form of catfishing. It was nice to know he thought I sounded 28. <sighs> to be that young again. The things I would have done differently. I had a nice, somber glance around the room. The dumbbells by the shelf caught my eye. Ugh. Hey, if you ever want to talk about serious stuff, we can. Didn't we do that already? I believe that was us barely scratching the surface. I know I wasn't necessarily supposed to provoke, but I didn't want him to think I was all jokes and friendly banter. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I'm always here. I bent down and grabbed one of the five-pounders and flexed. Unless I'm at Eno's lake. Well, yes. When you reach the beautiful, mostly isolated lake, you won't be able to hear my youthful, sarcastic voice. I stared at myself in the full-length mirror and smirked, wondering what Jean would say to that, then dropped the dumbbell. Odds are he won't make it back in time. I don't think so. When did you lose contact with him? I don't know. 30, 40 minutes ago? Alright, so he still has a few hours. Most likely. I told him about Overarch. What did you say? Told him he could reach you. I figured it was a good chance to let you know if he finds anything, rather than waiting till he was in my range. Okay, good. Is there anything else? Yeah, they have people searching all over, so if you see anyone who doesn't necessarily look like a hiker, let them be. What does that mean? Suit and tie? Ball gown? I don't know, just don't bother them. What do you expect me to do? Pop out of some bushes for a scare? Cover their eyes and play guess who? I'm serious, Amber. They were adamant. Okay, jeez, I wasn't planning on leaving the tower anyway. Good. Hey, Jean. Who do they send out here? Local law enforcement? I don't know. Shouldn't law enforcement be involved? Normally, but I think it's different because of where they're searching. In a closed off section? Yeah. Why does that matter? Because the company owns that section of the woods. They do? I've told you this. I don't remember. Well, I did. Still. Shouldn't local law enforcement be involved in the search? I mean, they have to know, right? Yes, Amber. It was reported to the company and to the police. Everything I know, I've relayed to you. But other than that, I know nothing of how it's being handled. And do you know why? <sighs> because you don't ask questions. Exactly. Over and out. It actually did feel weird not being able to talk to Mike. Especially after my pretend workout. Oh, damn it. I should have worked out today. I could have, but instead, I nervously ate and spent most of the day outside with binoculars, pretending to birdwatch. But no hikers, no law enforcement, and 
not even many birds pass by. Hmm. It wasn't until that night, when the storm was hitting, oh, come on, damn it, oh, when I couldn't hold it in anymore and had to go to the outhouse, that I ended up seeing someone. I was just about to enter the outhouse when a figure moved down the trail. What the? Pointed the beam of my light down the trail. Hello? It was funny. All of a sudden, the urge to use the restroom subsided. I was a little on edge. It was late and the rain was coming down in sheets. Living out here provided many challenges and many creepy moments. I watched a lot of serial killer shows and knew that many killers buried their victims in national parks. Hello? But I didn't see anyone now. My nervousness died down a bit, allowing the feeling of my queasy stomach to come rolling back in. Oh man. wait for the rain to die down some, but it didn't look like that would be anytime soon. After a good five minutes, I said screw it and made my run back to the tower. The hood of my coat was blocking much of my vision. I was careful with my footing up the stairs. I didn't want to slip and break my neck. But right when I got to the top, lightning flashed. Ah! Someone was standing by my door, his head bleeding. I fell back into the railing. My radio hit the post, knocked free from my waistband, and fell all the way down to the ground. I'm sorry. The man held out his hands as if reaching for me. Who are you? But I waved his help away as I stood upright. Please, I fell. He lightly touched the large gash in his head, the blood mixing with the water and running all the way down his face, neck, and into his jacket. You a cop? No. Are you with the company? He took a moment to think. Yes. Blood ran into his eye, causing him to squint. He quickly wiped it away with the back of his hand. I shouldn't be here, but please, just for a moment. Then I'll leave. Jean told me not to go looking for anyone, but would it count if they showed up at my door? Okay. Sit. I motioned to the table and chairs. He sat and awkwardly looked around while I took off my raincoat. Serial killers popped into my head again. So I went over to the bedstand and opened the top drawer. I put in my flashlight and sneakily took out my large hunting knife. While he looked at the map, 
I strapped the knife to my waistband and covered it with my shirt. The best I could. I'm not supposed to be here. They were really strict about that. What happened? I fell. Broke my transmitter. (laughs) And nearly my head. I shouldn't have stayed out there. Why did you? Orders. While we talked, I went through my cabinet until I found the first aid kit. Not that it matters much. I got lost. I brought the first aid kit over to him, then sat myself. Thank you. Do you want me to clean that up? No. I can do it. It's a nasty gash. (laughs) Feels like it. May I? He motioned to the full-length mirror near the map. I nodded. He went over to the mirror with a thick roll of gauze and started wrapping his head. I think you might need stitches. Uh, Yeah, but this'll do for now. Your name is Amber, right? Uh, Yes, he knew my name. It put me a little more at ease. It meant he probably was from the company. He probably knew Gene and Vic in Tower 2 and Wes in Tower 1. And possibly even Mike. You're out here because of the missing father and son, right? His eyes shifted a bit, like he was unsure what he should say. Uh, uh, yeah. They sent several of us out. From where? Again, it looked like he was unsure of what to say. They, uh, fly us out from the lab. Lab? I remember Gene mentioning something about them operating in multiple cities a while back. I think he mentioned something about Casper being the nearest one. Maybe that's where this guy was from. Oh. (laughs) And you're supposed to stay with the same dress code as you explore the woods? He looked down and pulled at the collar of his jacket. Underneath was once a nice dress shirt now covered in mud and blood. (laughs) It was, uh, a little spur of the moment when we were told to go out. What about law enforcement? He turned to face me, nodding comfortingly. They know. They do? He turned back to the mirror, but kept eye contact through the glass. To an extent. They're conducting their own search. Can I expect to see one of them at my doorstep soon? He smirked as he finished with the bandaging. He came back over and sat opposite me. Local law enforcement is searching further south of here. I don't think you'll see them. Oh. He looked down and smirked, finally noticing the puzzle. It gets boring out here, doesn't it? (laughs) Not tonight. His smile grew. You know, what you do out here, what you do for Tower 4, it's helpful. Just wish I knew more about it. They don't tell you much, huh? No. And something tells me you won't either. Sorry. Just then, the power cut out. But without skipping a beat, I responded. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm used to being in the dark. (laughs) Does that happen often? Usually during storms, but usually I'm asleep and it comes back on in the morning. We were shrouded in darkness. I could just make out his figure in the chair. It's really coming down tonight. Yeah, it is. I feel bad for Mike. Mike? That the guy in Tower 4? Yeah. It was weird that the guy knew my name, but not Mike's. But maybe I was more well-known within the company since I worked here the last three years. He caught in it? He's camping out, so yeah. Hopefully, he's a little more careful than I was. He moved, but I couldn't tell exactly what he was doing. But the power flicked back on, and I could see him rubbing his head. A spot of blood slowly forming on the white bandage. Do you want a drink or any food? No. No. I'm fine. You sure? Yes. I appreciate it, but I can't stay. Wait, are you going now? It's still coming down. I think I should leave. I checked your map. I believe I know my way back. To the highway? Or did they drop you off via chopper? Although, I didn't hear any helicopters earlier. Different ways for different groups? Well, do you need anything else? No. 
He made his way to the door, but I stayed sitting. Thank you, Amber. Wait! Yeah? What's your name? He took a moment to think, and I could tell how uncomfortable he was with that question. You know what? Never mind. Be careful out there. He smiled, nodded, and left. I had so many other questions, but knew I had to be careful. I got up and made my way to the window, but couldn't see him after he turned the first bend on the staircase. I grabbed the spare radio. Jean, you copy? I hoped I could get a signal in the storm. Jean, where are you? Right here. What's going on? Here for Mike? No. Are you alone? Yeah. Probably gonna rock out tomorrow. When? Early. How early? When the sun comes up. What about the storm? Hopefully, it'll pass by then. Okay. Be careful. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I took a moment to catch my breath before calling Jean. I sat on the large boulder with my feet dangling over the ledge. It was only an eight foot drop from where I sat to a lower ledge, but past that was a good 300 foot drop. And then past that, who knows how far. The tops of the trees obscured a lot of my view of the terrain below. I stared out at the mountains and dark sky before me, the storm finally moving on. Brighton Rock had a good view, but it wasn't surprising why it didn't get much foot traffic. It was a hell of a climb, but because of its height and its proximity to the highway, it made the perfect spot to call Jean by phone. time. What's going on, Amber? Did something happen with Mike? How would I know? I don't know. Maybe he headed back last night. No. This is about something else. What? I talked to someone from the company. You did? When? Late last night. Oh, God damn it! I told you not to approach anyone. I didn't. He showed up at my door. Is that right? What for? He was injured. He fell. Had a large gash in his head. He needed help. I didn't get any word. And I doubt you will. He told me not to tell anyone. Well, shouldn't I say- No. This is confidential, Jean. That's why I hiked my ass out here to talk to you over the phone. Fine, but what if he says something? So what if he does? I didn't do anything wrong. I told you, he showed up at my door. But I don't think he'll say anything. He seemed really nervous to be at the tower. I think they have strict rules. They do. So, if I can't say anything, why are you telling me this? Just to get it off your chest? No. My brain's been going all night. I haven't slept. Why? Because I keep thinking back on Jerry and even Sam. I never talked to those guys much, but when I did, well, you know how it was. What are you getting at, Amber? What if... What if some of the things they said were real? Some things probably are. Okay, well then, 
how can we dismiss things they told us? Jerry mentioned people following him, and Mike mentions classical music. Amber, it doesn't matter. So I'm just to pretend that I don't know anything? For their sake and for ours, yes. How does that help anyone? It's not your job to figure that out. You're not a therapist. Then why am I out here talking these guys down? Down? Yes. Amber. This isn't a question for them. It's for you. I don't know. I stared off towards the highway as if I could see Gene. He mentioned a transmitter. What kind of transmitter? I don't know. I didn't ask. But isn't that fishy? Maybe they are sending my classical music over the radio. How do we know they're not out here more often? Because we would know. That's what you think. Amber, they had people out looking for the father and son. Including Mike? Mike's able to check an area that is pretty far from everyone else, so yes, he helped. Have you heard anything? No, but it's early. I expect to hear something sometime today. It's just... this year. It feels different. It's almost like it's been getting progressively worse year after year. I think you're reading too much into things. Like Mike? Listen, whoever that guy was, he shouldn't have been at your tower. That's for damn sure. This isn't about you. It's about the person in Tower 4. You know that. I just... (sighs) What? This job isn't what I thought it would be. Oh, come on. Things were tough with the others, too. These guys need to get away. They have issues. But does living in a tower surrounded by wilderness really help them? It's not for me to decide. Now, please, Amber, this is important. Of course he would say that. You got through the last two years. Maybe this one's a bit tougher, but everyone's experiences are different. It's not Mike. Of course it isn't. Don't start, Gene. I just find it odd is all. And I find your dismissiveness odd. You're telling me everything, right? No lies, no secrets. You made me a promise before I moved. You know what I know. I wish I was talking to him face to face, just to see if that right eye was twitching. (sighs) So what now? What do you mean? Nothing's changed, same as before. But if you have another late night visitor, I think you should call me over the radio to report it. If they're listening, they can handle it in whatever way they see fit. If? We were never sure if they were listening, but Gene had his suspicions. Fine. Just keep pushing, Amber, okay? Remember how things were before this. I'm gonna go. Okay, call me when you hear from Mike. Yeah. nap when I got back from Brighton Rock. One, because I was physically tired, but also because I was a little depressed. Now I was up, though, and trying to fix my stupid radio. Test, test, Gene, you copy? Everything was still connected, but it was a true puzzle putting all the pieces back together. I took a moment to glance at the actual puzzle on my table behind me. You'd think with all the practice. (laughs) I had to tape the bottom part of the radio so the circuit wouldn't fall out. But the LED light wasn't coming on, so maybe it needed to be charged? Oh, here we go. A connector cable that does not appear to be connected. The green light came on. Ha! Test, test. Gene, do you copy? Hmm. It seemed like it was working. Gene, you there? Oh, whatever. I screwed the pieces back together. Maybe it still wasn't working. Or maybe Gene was busy. I grabbed the spare radio. Gene, you copy? Gene. Yep. He wasn't answering on the other radio either. I turned off the spare radio and put it away. 
and then grab the other one and change to Mike's channel. Mike, you copy? Mike? Mikey? All right. Looks like I'm not able to talk to anyone right now. I grabbed my mug and went to get more coffee. I guess I could try calling Vic, but just then... Amber? Hey, there he is! Amber? Go ahead, Mike. Mike, go ahead. Oh, come on! I smacked the bottom of the radio in an attempt to make it work. Huh, the way my father used to fix things. Mike? I smacked it again on the back, careful not to dislodge all the taped pieces. Mikey? Amber? Amber, did you hear that? Hear what? <sighs> of course not. I felt bad, but once again, it was time to put on the act. I'm sorry, Mikey. I dropped my radio from the tower earlier today, and the damn thing bounced all the way to the bottom of the trail. The thing was smashed. But luckily, with my expertise and hands-on capabilities, I was able to fix said radio, and voila, working. I'm actually pretty shocked, because I'm not usually good with my hands. Ask my exes. But it's fixed, and I'm glad you're okay. Did you find the hikers? Oh, uh, what? Did you find the father and son? No, I, uh, I didn't. Are you okay, Mikey? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. That didn't sound convincing at all. And when he told me he already talked to Jean, I started wondering if I was really needed for this. Regardless, I went and got my notebook. I was really getting tired of the acting, but what else could I do? I sat at the table and flipped open the notebook. When Mike asked me about Jerry, I flipped to those pages and answered to the best of my ability. But Jean was right. I wasn't a therapist, and these notes weren't for anyone but myself. So what the hell was I doing? I threw the notebook across the room, frustrated with the job, frustrated with myself. much as I could. So, the truth? I figured it wouldn't hurt in this case. Jerry and I never talked much, and I just blamed the weird stuff on loneliness. But of course, now he thinks he's going stir-crazy. Each one of them did. Yeah, but you should have heard what he was saying. How can we blame that on the loneliness of the tower? The music, the eye carvings, some guy dressed up searching the forest? All those things are most likely real. But it doesn't mean they're really happening here. <sighs> it doesn't mean you can't have hallucinations out here. You haven't heard music. You haven't seen eye carvings. No, but I... I realized I couldn't mention the man I met last night. Not over the radio. <sighs> but you said the eye with a line through it is the company logo. Sure, but that doesn't mean he sees it out here. Okay. There was something else. Something he mentioned to you. By the way, why didn't you tell me you talked to him? I did. Not right after. He caught me off guard with that. I didn't feel it was that important. Uh-huh. Well, he called you about a creature. A big one shaking trees? You blamed it on a grizzly? That's reasonable. He didn't believe you. Even when I followed it up with that attack story north of Tower 1. It's true. There really was an attack. Not sure if it was a grizzly, but it could have been. That or a black bear. Either way, it happened. So you don't believe his creature story? Come on, Amber. Have you seen or heard such a creature? No. They obviously expect this, Amber. The line between the past and the present is being blurred. So maybe it's not always hallucinations, but his mind is definitely playing tricks. But a creature? I mean, what the hell is that? I don't know. I had questioned the company multiple times before. To Gene in private? But now? <sighs> I'm worried about him. I'm sure you are. 
I let that sly remark slide. So what, we just let it go on? What if he panics like Jerry? Then we'll deal with it, but until then, they don't seem that worried, so you shouldn't be either. <sighs> That's easy for you to say. You don't talk to him as much as I do. You don't talk to any of them as much as I do. You're right about that, but I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, okay. What about the fire I reported today? Uh, we're gonna let it burn a little more. The way it's moving, they think it'll hit the canyon and fizzle out. Might be a couple days, though, and might have to send some people in, but I'll keep you updated. Okay. Anything else? What do I do now? About what? About Mike and his problems. Keep him company and talk to him. That's all. But the next few days, every attempt I made to chat with him was shot down. Earth to Mike? It seems like he was ignoring me. Was he mad at me? Mike! What? He was. So what, Amber? So... I feel bad. Who cares if he's mad at you? Is he still in his tower? Is he still a fire lookout? Yeah. Then everything's golden. Did someone go in his tower when he was at Enos Lake? What? No, of course not. How would they? I don't know. Although again, I wanted to bring up my late night visitor. But he's worried about it. Well, tell him not to be. Thank you for that wise suggestion. I already did that. But for some reason, it didn't help him calm down. I even gave him the whole, I'm here for you spiel. But once again... It didn't work. Do you think it's a real concern? Yes! I think he's liable to have a mental breakdown and possibly even leave. He believes you and I are disregarding everything he says. I'm worried about him. I'm worried about his mental well-being. Okay, I'll look into it. What I can. Okay. But don't let this stuff keep you up. Really? Yeah, Jerry had problems too. He left, but everything ended up being okay. Except I never checked up on Jerry in the off-season. I hoped he was well. So what, if Mike leaves, it's not the end of the world? Well, I didn't say that. I still have my orders, so you just keep talking to him and trying your best to help. <sighs> sure. So the monster outside his tent? It was a bear or an illusion. Take your pick. Okay. Anything else to report? Do you know who Carl Young is? No. Yeah. Neither did I. Mike, you copy? Mike? I got excited for a moment, thinking he would answer. But, nope. Mikey? Days had passed and nothing from him. It really did suck. But why, Amber? You didn't even know the guy that well. Could you really like a guy you never saw? A guy you never met in person? I sat at the table and stared at my jigsaw puzzle. Over the last few days, I was able to finally complete the docks that ran from the sand, jutting out into the shallow, shimmering water. What I would give to be in a place like this. Closed my eyes, trying to transport myself. But I couldn't make it last. Five minutes later, I opened my eyes and stared down at the puzzle. For some reason, I was just 
filled with too much guilt and sadness to focus on anything. At least with Jerry and Sam, talks were always brief. But to know Mike was actually mad? Or should I say, disappointed with me? It hurt. I was so bored. One morning, I even tried talking to Vic. Vic, you copy? Vic? Go ahead. Hey, how's it going? No fires. Right, but I mean with you. What? How's it going with you? Everything's fine. No fires. Okay. Over and out. Good talk, Vic. The next day, I decided, fuck Mike. He didn't want to talk to me? Fine. I was being friendly with him. And it's not my fault that I don't believe everything. Plus, I have rules I have to follow. And I was just trying to help. So, no more thinking about him. But then, I thought about Gene. And the rules, and the manipulation. How could I blame Mike for this? Whether what he was talking about was real or not, didn't matter. The guy was going through something. And he at least talked to me. Like, really talked and shared things with me. Great. Now I'm depressed again. <laughs> I needed to make dinner, but I couldn't decide on what to eat. Was I even hungry? Then I opened the last cupboard to find my vodka. Only one ceremonial sip taken out. Holy shit. I forgot about it. Don't mind if I do. Mike? Are you there? <sighs> I'm sure you have the radio off and I don't blame you. <laughs> I was a bit of a cunt. I shouldn't have been so condescending. I did believe you. I mean, I do. I still do. <sighs> Shoot. Uh, I don't know. I was sitting by the fire, a tad tipsy. In fact, I even burnt the palm of my hand when messing with a log. <laughs> I, I hope you decide to talk to me again. Because I really do enjoy talking to you. The days were just flying by. And now everything's fucking stalled. And I'm bored. And I'm sad. And I don't care if this comes across as pathetic. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Uh, who am I kidding? He probably couldn't hear me. And if your radio is off, then I'll just have to call tomorrow. 
and the next day, and the next, until you accept my apology. Maybe that's it. Maybe I can annoy you into talking to me. I'm sure he'll love that. <laughs> oh. But if not, I hope you're at least working on your story. Because I will be the first in line to get a copy. And you will sign it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you. <sighs> I dropped my cup and lay down on the bench. I watched the last of my vodka drip between the gravel rocks. <laughs> I was officially out. The other half still in the bottle. Far away from here. <laughs> That's what I did today. Hiked my ass out to the cache on Windwalk. Oof! I was exhausted. I stoked the fire by kicking it and watched the flames burst, sending ashes fluttering about. Mm, I was definitely feeling it. You know, I have another way. Another way that you might talk to me. I told him about the bottle I left on Windwalk in a cache. The other half of the vodka. I drank a bunch last night after dinner. And I finished off the rest of my half tonight. Skipping dinner entirely. <laughs> I was hoping it would make me feel better, but... Oh, all I felt was more sadness. Why was I shocked, though? I mean, alcohol was never the answer. All it did was make things worse. I knew that. That's why, for the most part, I stay away from the stuff. No thanks. You're really not going to drink that? No, I told you, not right now. You take it. But we're celebrating! I know, but I'm not really in the mood for a strawberry margarita at 11 in the morning at a dog park. We are at a fundraiser, Amber. And we've already got half of our dogs with families. Every one of them will be adopted by, like, two. That's great! It is. If it happens. Uh, what is that supposed to mean? We're rolling right now. Come on. Is that really why you don't want to partake? Just not right now. Well, I'm not going to drink two. Then why did you buy two? I told you I didn't want anything. Oh, I didn't pay for this. Who did? That guy you were talking to. Who? The hairy one who kept telling all the beagle stories. Really? Yeah, he was in line right behind me, offered to pay for our drinks. I felt bad, because I do not remember his name. Uh, Gene. I think it was Gene. That's right. You think he was cute? Oh, I don't... I mean, I wasn't really... Why? Because he's walking over here right now. I spun around to see the burly man walking over, holding what looked to be a lime margarita and smiling. You might want to wipe your mouth. I turned back to Addie, who held up a napkin. I quickly snatched it and wiped my mouth. I was a messy eater, an embarrassing fact I didn't want him to see. Addie smiled and waved to him. Hello there. How are the drinks? Addie lipped her straw, took a sip, and smirked. Mmm. Good, good. This is kind of embarrassing, but it was Addie, right? That's right. And Amber? Yeah. May I sit? <sighs> that was the first time I met Gene. He was so warm and friendly. He didn't just like dogs. He liked all animals. 
I remember drinking that stupid strawberry margarita. Walking around the park with him. Chatting about all sorts of things. That was before he moved and became a ranger. Man. I fell for him hard and fast. But I always did that. I grabbed my cup from the ground, tilted it up to get the last few drops that didn't pour onto the gravel. <sighs> Man, I'll be feeling this later. <laughs> saw the empty plastic jug that I had poured my half of the vodka into. Just the sight of it almost made me vomit. Oh, I needed some Tylenol. But before going for it, I grabbed the radio, just out of curiosity. Mike? You copy? Nope. Of course not. No. He's still mad at you? Guess so. He hasn't said a word since you and I last talked. Dang. Go on the Jerry route. Yeah. Except I didn't piss off Jerry. Amber, don't read too much into it, okay? I'm trying not to. Good. Let me know if anything changes. What should I do in the meantime? What can you do? It was late. My headache was finally gone. I stared up at the ceiling. My mind wandered. What could I do? Jean was right. I'd have to wait for Mike to reach out to me. But hopefully I wouldn't have to wait too long. I turned onto my side and stared at the radio. And that's when I realized Jean may be right about something else. His suspicions. I think a part of me was actually falling for Mike. And as ridiculous as that sounded, I couldn't lie to myself. God damn it, Amber. Tower 4, written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Jack Austin as Mike, Gina Coyle as Amber, and Brian Messick as Gene. Co-starring Corey Pettit, Nick Keeney, Austin Medlin, Pacta, Bonesy Rather, Jarvis Bailey, and Stephen Rhodes. Music provided by Taco at soundcloud.com slash madebytaco. Additional tracks from Pond5.com and Artlist.io. And Brett Wilkins at Facebook.com slash WilkinsMusicFL. If you enjoy Tower 4, visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one. Don't forget to rate and review and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 7lamb Podcasts. And we want to give a special thank you to everyone who has donated via our website or on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. So from everyone here at 7 Lamb, thank you.
This has been a Seven Lamb production. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Item number SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533. Object class. Euclid. Keter. Safe. Special containment procedures. Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. <laughs> the only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing. Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.